0: to Atlanta Mix 108. Up next is Author Talk with your host, ML Roostrak.
1: Last year was crazy without you. Not a day went by that I didn't think about you. I miss you so much, my love. When I was with you under the sun Always had so much damn fun Friday night, oh you know, with your smile Under the stars, making out for a while Fast forward to when Just too far apart. Another day, broken and blue. My life is nothing without you. I tried everything I could, tried to get you back for good. I swear I'm a better man. Waiting for you to give a damn. If I. Another day with a broken heart, we're just too far apart Another day goes by, I'm just so empty inside Another day with a broken heart, we're just too far
0: Welcome, Alanta! I'm here with my wonderful guest, Nava Shirnov, and we're going to talk about her book, Triumph Over Tears, which is a very touching story, but on the same side, it touches base on so many things that we feel emotionally and where we're at in a lot of different things over time. So, Nava, welcome. Thank you, Melissa, for having me in the show. So, where did you start writing this book at?
2: Um, the original story started with uh, Searching for Fred, where I learned that I had family that were lost uh, during the Holocaust. And, and when I was done with the story, which I was published, I was receiving many emails and asking people to finish the story, knowing what happened to me during the last few years. So, Triumph Over Tears came up, and about a year ago, I started to work on Triumph Over Tears, where searching for Fred is a chapter in the book.
0: Okay. No. You had a lot of stuff going on during this book. You had your mother's lung cancer, your father's untimely death, and then, of course, your ten-year journey of reuniting family to the from the Holocaust family. Right. So you have a um, lot. It's not so much yours, but it's it's a lot of stuff going on in this book.
2: <laughs> yes, and I tried to keep it organized, which was uh, somewhat challenged because life is moving all the time. And, right. But the book, starting with my childhood, where I was born, where I was raised, uh, how, how challenging it was to see my dad's uh, the health deteriorate. And at the same time, my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer where Shanine, my youngest she was a baby and then was a toddler and now they're 21 and 24. and and how life just keeps moving on when i was uh, 29 my marriage was about to fall apart i had two young kids my both parents were very sick and i had my own responsibilities and jobs and you just have right, to right that doesn't always
0: A life doesn't always take us to where we want to be, but where we need to be. And sometimes it's hard to rectify the two because we want to be there for our parents, but at the same time we have our children, we have our jobs, we have our careers, and we have to juggle between the two.
2: Right. And I believe that we get what we can handle and if you have a mindset that is strong enough or you have a support around you, you can do it. My mom certainly understood that having a baby in the house is more of a challenge to drive to her or to the hospital. Or when the, my dad's situation got worse and I couldn't sit by her, I had to drive to his hospital. They they're divorced when I was young. And mm-hmm. so they a separate life. It's just, you know, it's part of life. We learn from it and we get strong from it and we're moving forward.
0: Right. We have our illnesses. We have our parents' illnesses. We have our parents' lives that we throw in the mix of our own lives. As we say, life is messy. It's never simple.
2: Right. is taking you where you should be.
0: Right. And, and sometimes writing mm-hmm, and sometimes writing a story about it, the truth is more compelling than fiction sometimes.
2: Yeah, there are parts in that book that if you read, you think, well, that can't be real. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. I agree with that. Uh, we don't need to come with fiction stories. We have our own life.
0: Exactly. Um, no, I, I do both. I do fiction and a little non-fiction, but sometimes it's the nonfiction that is more compelling, more interesting, because it's honest, and it's true.
2: Right. It's the same with the book. So, as I said, it started when I was young and how I grew up to be who I am and all the challenges that was thrown at me. Uh, one of the thoughts is that when I was six, I was raised. And, you know, it's just it's just part of life. You either learn to live with it and learn to handle it or you carry right. it with you for the rest of your life. It, I believe it's a choice. Now, up to 18 years old, you're not adults and someone makes those choices for you. But when you're 18, we need to learn how to make those choices for us and how to move on and not hold on to what pulling us down and dragging
0: us the wrong way. Exactly. See, I come from a similar childhood, and I, I talk about this openly when I do motivational speaking and things when I go into schools. I was raped. I was molested at a very young age, starting at four, and it didn't stop until I was six. And it took a long time for me to come to the realization that no, I'm not a victim, I'm a survivor. A lot of people put in that position don't survive the circumstance or they carry it with them every day. It's when you let go, you turn from a victim to a survivor.
2: Right. And I was asked how did I let go? The truth is that I learned how to forgive and I believe that All I need to do is to forgive one, because if you carry anger and you want revenge, you carry it with you, and it takes so much energy out of you. My belief is that it's not worth it. Um, I do forgive. I did comfort the person that raped me, and I told him that I forgave him, and I moved on, and I truly did. I do talk about it. I don't have a problem with it. And when a rape victim contacts me, I openly say what I think they should do. And I know it's not easy as it sounds. I understand that. No, but it's, it's really not. important to do.
0: Yes, I forgive people every day before I go to bed, no matter what the incident is. Before I close my eyes, I forgive everyone or anything that happened to me that day. I don't know if I'm going to open my eyes the next morning. We No one does. But if we go to sleep knowing that we forgive whatever happened in our last 24 hours, we go to bed with a clean heart.
2: Right, right. It's not always easy to do, but I agree with you. I think forgiveness is part of how we overcome challenges. We really do believe in it. Um, but I know Tom and I had a rule that we never went to bed angry or fighting. Now, it, Tom's my late husband, it doesn't mean that we never fought, but it meant that by the end of the day, we overcome our challenges, so our anger or our disagreement, we're not carrying with us, and we wake up in right. the morning fresh as a husband and wife and not as enemies. Um,
0: which happened when my first married. Uh, none of my mistakes. It's not as easy as it sounds when you talk about it, but it takes the work to let the past or the last 24 hours go and just wake up the next morning with a clean slate. Right.
2: Well,
0: it doesn't mean you right. forget what right. happened it means you're not carrying it with you for the next day.
2: Right. And it's a lesson that I hope I taught my children. You go to bed, you don't go angry. You work your relationship, so you don't carry it with you. Life has enough challenges. There are some, if
0: we can't eliminate it, why not? Right. When... Life is what you make of it. If you carry around all the hate, all the hurt, all the negative in your life, what is your life really at? Are you really living it to the fullest? Well
2: my belief that that you cannot live it to the fullest if you carry anger. Uh, just because it's draining you and you're focusing on the wrong things, You're not focusing right. on what's good for you. You're not focusing on your family, on your health, or your surroundings. And I, I've i been through a lot for my life, and that's what trying over to years, And I had to come over a challenge. And I'm not saying it's easy, but if you focus on the negative, you won't be able to overcome them was just impossible. I I lost my dad and I was very close to him and it was hard. I saw my son at five years old. You know, couldn't understand where his grandpa is and how do you explain it to a young boy that he never come back? Where
1: uh, mm-hmm. where
2: he said once his grandpa can't return, can we go visit him? You know, the whole concept and right. uh, going through challenge with my first marriage that didn't work out and was meeting my husband with a big age gap between the two of us and the family was fighting me, saying, no way, what are you doing, you're out of your mind, which happened to be the best thing I could do to myself and my children. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's
0: what's that's best for what us. The isn't is always what's best for our family members that live outside of our house.
2: Say <laughs> yeah. to <That's> my brother. <laughs> uh, he going goes around love Tom. Uh, absolutely everybody did. But first it was so hard. Um, I was mm-hmm. in my late twenties, I had very young children, uh Janine was a toddler and Tom from America, I lived in Israel, Tom came with the business from the United States and much, as I said, much older than me. 41 years gap. And my baby brother was just going absolutely insane. And at one point, he said, if you ever go with this old man, I'll never talk to you again. And it really hurt me, because that's my baby brother. And
1: I thought we had a
2: really good relationship and understanding. But I did it anyway. And, yeah, they all loved it. (laughs) But
0: I it, it just takes time. See, <laughs> my mom and my the man I call my dad, there's 20, almost 30 years between them. My dad is one year younger than my grandmother. And I can remember as a child, the family being an uproar because she was dating him. And then it was like, the whole family got into a big kerfuffle because they got married. I'm like now he's part of a family, and it's like they can't r remember a time when he hasn't been a part of the family.
2: So that's what happened when we came. Well, forty one he's a big guy and he he was older than my mom. And at that time I thought he was my dad's age, but he was older than my dad. <laughs> So, I mean, I could see where my family is coming from. I just didn't let them make that decision for me or for my children. I believe that it's the right thing to do for us, and we did it, and it was the right thing to do. And I told my mom at one of our conversations, which I think was the last one about the subject, and I said, you all believe I'm making a mistake? I don't think it's a mistake, but if it is a mistake, it's my responsibility and it's my responsibility, and I will learn right. from it. Right. But
0: not doing it because you say so, it's not good enough. Exactly. We had the same conversation when I started dating my now husband. And there's 10 years between us. So it's not that big of a difference. But at the same time, we come from two vastly different upbringings. And my family no, you don't want to be with him. I'm like, no, we have to do what's best for us, not what's best for you. Just because it doesn't work for you doesn't mean it won't work for me. And I have to do what's in my heart. And you don't know if it works for them
2: or not. It's just something different. It, it was different to see an older gentleman with a younger girl with different backgrounds, with different... It was just they couldn't see us making it or, you know, putting right. it together, executing what we said we are going to. And I have to say that it was the best decision we could make. I had a wonderful marriage, and uh, Tom was a fabulous dad to real energy. He raised him. They called him dad, and it worked out. Unfortunately, he passed away, not from old age. Most people would think "Eh, he
0: died from cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. That's always tough when it's a loved one going through something with the c-word. I've lost a lot of family members to that, so.
2: Yeah, well, we were fighting, and uh,
0: we did everything we could. and We lost the
2: war. We won a few battles along the way, and we enjoyed that.
0: We made Mm -hmm. the most out of it. Um, right. We cherish the time we do have. And we let go and we don't hold on to past regrets. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think it's important. You need to make the most of what's in front of you. I remember a conversation with Tom when I said, I don't know how I'm going to make it without you. And when it right. comes to realisation that, you know, we're losing this. This is we can't we can't win it. We don't know how long we have together and we are borrowed time and we had a hard to heart conversation. I truly didn't know how I'm going to overcome a loss of the love of my life. But um, right. as I practiced before on other situations and not maybe as the real challenge is losing blood minor, but you just have to hold on to what's good and what's positive to my children. Now I was single mom, daughter in college. You just have to focus on, on what you can do and not what you couldn't or you didn't do.
0: Right. And, and that's so important when you're trying to get your life back in order, from a loss
2: it's yeah and, and it you learn how to live with it it's just a whole that you see that it's there and you learn how to handle it and how to live with it and move forward i wish that would be the the end of losing Tom. unfortunately uh, it wasn't because I, at that same time because of a lack of income i lost my home and everything that I had with it, mm-hmm.
0: and
2: it's just, everything is in there, and it's just, again, how you make your choices and what you do with them, and when I told you need, you need to vacant the house, and we just did, and I said, you pack all the important things that's important to you, anything else mm-hmm. there's behind goes with the house, and she was, like, it was hard. Psychology because so she was a teenager, and she had, she just lost her dad, and a few months later she left the room and and the home she grew up. And we had to move to a apartment, and we had to give the dogs away because it not take them to be a
0: apartment.
2: So it was a chain of events that was very hard to handle for the teenager.
0: Right, and it takes a while to rebuild a foundation to have a life again. It's not going to happen yeah. just. Overnight?
2: No, no, it's not. It's having second and third and fourth job is needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and just hold on tight for the ride.
0: Yes, ride
2: that's
0: tonight. all you can do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Life was one endless roller coaster ride. Right? You don't know what's coming around the corner. You can't see up that mountain, but enjoy it while you can.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, and sometimes you can't enjoy it, but just hold on tight. So, you know, the ride will go, and the fall, after the fall, you have the ride, and and every time I thought it was coming, I had a little delay, but you have to hold on tight and be positive. It's the most important thing. You need to see the future. You need to set your goals and work towards The goals, even if it's a small step, is to look forward and focus on those. You can't focus on, I just lost my husband, or now I'm homeless, Um, I have no income, what should I do? If you do that, you'll just keep going down. There's no way up. Right. It's,
0: It's all about your perspective and how long you want to stay in this hole of despair. up to you you as a person, not everyone else.
2: My personality just didn't let me stay there. And, I mean, it was was a rough ride, and I'm still riding it. Nothing is Mm -hmm. beautiful, fluffy, and pink. Uh, But things are certainly better. I do have a roof above my head, and I have a beautiful home that I built, and I have a wonderful partner. Nothing is quite the same because I don't have the toddlers, I don't have the kids, I was premature, empty, necked, I lost the
0: husband.
2: Mm-hmm. But I can't complain. I
0: have good life. Right. It's a ride, and that's all it is. And tomorrow we might wake up and something great is going to happen, or there may be something that happens that goes, Oh, we're in the valley of the desperation or something again. But we're going to climb back out.
2: Well, the book is all about climbing. Um, there's no despair. And I spell things the way they were. There's really, I didn't make anything in here. I wrote it as it is. Uh, all the challenges, how I overcome them, I have phone numbers for those that been through or going through a hard time as far as users, everything is right there and everything on a post is not, you know, is how to climb up, how I did it, how to suggest to do it, and how positive right. you have to stay in order to be able to climb up.
0: Right. And it is possible to climb up. It's not despair uh Your circumstances you have today are only as temporary as you make them. You can always climb up. You can always work two, three jobs. You can always do things to improve your life. It's not just today defines the rest of your life. Today defines today. It's what you do tomorrow and the next day and the day after that defines your life.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. Although I think living the today is very important be just because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Are you doing Joe. business?
0: While I have you here, where can our listeners find you?
2: They can find me on my website, Um, All the contact information is right on it. The book itself, the paper books being sold on the website, and, but also on Amazon, clients over the years on Amazon, and on Kindle version. And it is Kindle Unlimited, so those who have a Kindle oriented can download it for free.
0: Yeah, I've seen um, the Kindle. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of my devices right now. Are working with the candle app. They're not talking to each other, (laughs) but
2: but it is a PDF form, so it's possible to download to almost any electronic book.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not very good with technology all the time. I like my things nice and simple, and when. I can't get out and I need to go to an IT is becoming too, compi- too complicated for me. Yeah. I probably sound oh, like an yeah. old grandma talking about technology like this. <laughs> no, no, I'm,
2: I'm not a lot of people can to connect, it is, it, is just, it is what it is. I prefer to talk yeah. over the phone than texting. Yeah. Are you doing big phone time? You know, big long yeah, take phone time. I, if you want the message to go through, you need to pick up the phone. Then you get the message.
0: Right. I'm the same way. I, I don't usually use my phone to message as much as I use my phone to check email. And that's about it. If it's not an email, pick up the phone, call me, tell me what you need to tell me, and I'm good to go. Uh, I do
2: everything on my
0: phone. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm not phone savvy. I have a smartphone. I just upgraded to a smartphone. And I'm still learning the phone. I'm like, okay, I have buttons. What do the buttons do? But, but that's me. Lie.
2: I'm on the go all the time. <laughs> it's so much easier for me to do it. Most of the things on the phone. But you know.
0: See, I grab my laptop if I if I'm on the go and then I have my laptop handy. Now, big question, do you have any more books coming out?
2: No, no, I think uh to hold to you just type the message. I don't have anything else that's coming up and then some movie producer would pick it up
0: and ask me to write another one. <laughs> Um, well, see, that. <laughs> we we always encourage our listeners, as they know any movie producers, to pick up certain books, like this one, because this really, I can see this in Lifetime or Hallmark, because really that's what their movie stations are about. It's
2: about life, it's about truth, and it's about how you overcome trauma.
0: Exactly. And that's exactly what their TV stations are about. See, they work perfectly. And anyone out there in Radio Land or YouTube land knows a producer for one of those wonderful shows, tell them about this book. <laughs> but that's about as Please much time share as we with have. Us. <laughs> yes. We can always get a hold of you. You can Google uh, the book. You can Google you- the name. And we can get you in touch with the author. I'm over but, here is not a channel you finding me on Google. hmm So that's about as much time as we have for today. So, Nava, thank you so much for being on the show today.
2: Thank you, Marisa, for having me. So glad you
0: I wish you the best with your book. Thank you. Anna Lana, good night, happy reading, and again, lifetime, hallmark. If you're listening, take up the book. Good night.